0: Be still and know that God is here. Be still and know that God is here. Be still and know that God is here. In the name of the Creator, Redeemer, and Sustainer. One day you finally knew what you had to do and began. Though the voices around you kept shouting their bad advice, though the whole house began to tremble and you felt the old tug at your ankles. Mend my life, each voice cried, but you didn't stop. You knew what you had to do, though the wind tried with its stiff fingers at the very foundations, though their melancholy was terrible. It was already late enough, and a wild night, and the road full of fallen branches and stones. But little by little, as you left their voices behind, the stars began to burn through the sheets of clouds, and there was a new voice, which you slowly recognized as your own and it kept you company as you strode deeper and deeper into the world, determined to do the only thing you could do, determined to save the only life you could save. Good morning, dear ones. I have loved the poetry of Mary Oliver for years. This one called the journey captures so beautifully the voyage each is called to take throughout our lifetime, and specifically the path and challenges we face when trying to claim and express our most authentic, or we might say, God-given identity. I have used it over the years when I've been working as a coach with other clergy during times of vocational discernment. It has helped open doorways into deep reflection and conversation. And each time I hear it, I too am called back to the daunting work of learning to listen ever deeper for the truth inside of each of us, often waiting to be remembered and sometimes even heard. So why am I sharing these words this morning on this first Sunday of Lent? Because when I held up next to the Gospel we just heard from Matthew, I see and hear two invitations. First, we hear the invitation to remember who we are, what I would call our identity, our sense of being. Mary Oliver's poem seems to parallel the Lenten journey we take with Jesus as he faces temptation in the wilderness. Temptations that could be described, as Oliver does, as, quote, voices shouting their bad advice and tugging at our heels. Jesus' encounter with the devil is a story revealing an attempt to undermine who Jesus is in relationship to God, to love, to truth an attempt to offer the ultimate seductions of power and control and immortality. Likewise, our encounters in the world have a parallel expression as we discover a road full of branches and stones. These branches and stones seem to be the poet's way of reminding us of the challenges we encounter along the way as well, perhaps demons of our own making. And so during this intentional time in the wilderness, I pray we hear this invitation as a time to reclaim who we really are. Not products of our good works or the tallied results of our failings, but simply and profoundly children of God. Messy, complex, lovable, at times irritating, challenging, Vulnerable, in short, broken, and blessed. I don't know about you, but I forget all of that and the busyness of life. So as I talked about this past Wednesday at our Ash Wednesday services inviting us into this season, I'm gonna challenge myself to stop and to pause just a little more this season, and to try to listen to that voice inside reminding me who I am. The second invitation we hear is what we are, what I would call our connectedness or our sense of belonging. Perhaps you have heard the adage, you only know who you are when you realize whose you are. It's a beautiful statement and while not exclusively religious, I think it is helpful to unpack just a little bit with this second invitation. It says to me that our connection to that which defines us at our very core matters. If Jesus' life was meant to model and emulate the life God dreams for each of us, what we call the inbreaking of the kingdom or the kinship of God, A way of living in mutual and abiding trust and care for each other and all of creation. And today is really, really important. Jesus' journey out into the wilderness is his first step, embracing both of these invitations. First defining who he is, three times rejecting the temptations offered of power and control. And then in the midst of those rejections, claiming not only his identity, but stating his conviction to align his life with the God of love. And claiming that love and purpose out loud for all the world to hear. Standing in that place, making those claims, takes courage. It takes the voice and heart of a prophet. Not just for Jesus that day, but for every person since then who has stood in the wilderness of their lives and been faced with temptations and questions of purpose and identity. Faced with the prospect of risking disappointing others for the sake of telling the truth or calling attention to something needing to be said or done, takes courage. Some of us have begun reading Joan Chittister's book, The Time Is Now, A Call to Uncommon Courage. Using the wisdom offered by ancient and modern prophets, she underscores this truth. Throughout this season of Lent, we will explore together why that courage is so important to cultivate in our own lives and how intricately it is attached to our identity as followers of Christ. We will unpack what Chittister describes as a prophetic spirituality and how each of us is called to break the silence in the world that has kept far too many of us being far too nice for far too long. Can I get an amen? Today the gospel alongside Oliver's beautiful poem calls us to pay attention to this seminal moment to embrace the courage necessary to find a way to have meaningful conversations about who we are to live and live our lives if we accept that we have a moral and spiritual responsibility to reject or at the very least challenge anything that we think is not of God, the God of love. In short, we will examine what it will take for each of us to stand in the wilderness of now and claim our own prophetic voices. What will we say? What will we have the courage to reject? What do we want to be curious about? What will we challenge? What will we do? And what will we embrace? Rather than being a time of self-imposed, spiritual self-improvement this season, through one or more particular denials, I wonder, I wonder if this Lent could simply be a time of a profound remembering of who and whose we are. Because in the end, I think all the various temptations we face every day ultimately come from the same source. Each temptation, I think, can be traced back to the primary temptation in our lives, which is to forget our spiritual heritage, to forget the gift We've been given at baptism, to forget that we are called to be healers and prophets, to forget that we are called to love and be loved. Lent, therefore, might be a season to remember some of these things, to remember who we are and our sense of being, the source of our being, sense of belonging. Wasn't that what Jesus' encounter with the devil was really all about? A kind of test to see if Jesus would remember who and whose he was? Didn't the devil then, just as our own demons now, suggest that who we are and whose we are is not enough and is not secure? Yet at each point, Jesus resists. Not simply by quoting scripture in general, but by quoting the ancient words of our tradition, reminding him of the trustworthiness of the divine, the need to belong and cling to the hope and promises of the God of love, and subsequently of God's promise to care for Jesus and all of us. And through that resistance, he sets the course of his ministry in the days that follow. He found a way to listen to that voice, that most recently had spoken to him at his baptism, claiming he was beloved and whom God was well pleased. We're called to do the same. We're called to resist temptations that seek to separate us from who we are. And instead, heed Mary Oliver's words, calling us to find our truest voice, which I translate to mean our deepest roots as followers of Christ. So may we embrace this season and this time in the wilderness not because we are in need of identity-obscuring messages, those seem to confront us daily, but rather as an invitation to parse out the truth from the cacophony of competing voices that seem to distract us daily. As an invitation perhaps to recraft Oliver's beautiful words ever so slightly for our journey with Jesus. When beyond our self-doubt and uncertainty, we finally knew what we had to do and we began, though the voices around us kept shouting their bad advice. Little by little, as we left those voices behind, the stars began to burn through the sheets of clouds. And there was a new voice which we slowly recognized as our own, determined to do the only thing we could do, determined to save the only lives we could save, because of who we are and whose we are, this day and evermore. Traveling mercies, my friends. May it be so.